And you want to say, oh, campers, I hope you're all having a great week. I'm your host, Dylan, and I'm back to share a new episode of Campfire Adventures with you all. I'd like to give a big thank you to all the people out there in podcast land for listening to yet another episode of this amazingly awesome podcast. I'm not sure if this is going to mean anything to you all, but altogether, you've all listened to this podcast a total of over 3,000 times, which to me is so cool. I mean, 3,000 is a lot more than the one that I actually expected to listen to this whole thing. So when I say thank you, I really do mean it because you're taking the time to hear a story from some random person and okay, maybe we do know each other or whatever, but it's still super cool and it means so much to me. So when I say thank you, I mean thank you. And I'd like to do a cheers real quick to so many more stories that we're going to share. So give you all a thank you. But also, I want to give a big thank you to the newest guest that we have on this podcast, one of my best friends, Caden. He is a expert in the cryptid we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to give him a round of applause to the cryptid specialist. Hi. Hello. <laughs> hello, guys. Um, thank you for having me here. Glad yeah. to be here. I like it. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. So thanks for being here for today's episode. It means so much because actually, so Caden's been helping me throughout this whole process of creating the podcast, like listening to the theme song that I picked, looking at the artwork. Remember, we were going back and forth. And um, so it's super cool because now he's actually going to be a part of a podcast, which I feel like was kind of overdue. But anyway, here we are. Couldn't be happier that we're doing this. And we have a pretty cool story to share with you all today. So with all the things being given, it's time for us to grab a drink. <laughs> we're chilling in the parking lot on Convoy Street, and it's time for us to get into this week's story. Okay, so I'm not sure how many of you caught what language I was attempting to speak at the beginning of this week's episode, but if you did, it was South Korean. And I wanted to do that because my friend Kaden is actually from South Korea, and we got a chance to go on our own adventure out there in South Korea, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, I say all this because I wrote today's episode specifically about an urban legend out in South Korea. And, you know, just to be a little bit more international, and it also gives me an excuse to share some of our South Korean story with you. So I'd like to tell you all today about a legend known as the Gumyo, a.k.a. the Nine-Tailed Fox from South Korea. And that is exactly what Kaden is a specialist in. <laughs> He's a specialist in all things Gumyo. Now, I'm not sure if all of you out there like me or not, but when I first heard about this creature that had nine tails, I immediately thought of the Pokemon nine tails because how could you think of anything else? Yeah. And if you thought the same thing, then hell, that means that we all think exactly the same and that you are my people. So you can definitely just imagine that creature in your head because I don't have a specific description or a 
specific way to identify this creature besides the fact that this creature is a fox with nine tails. And actually this legend is about a spirit, so technically it's a spiritual fox with nine tails, and it also has some powers and stuff. But I kind of digress because I feel like I'm babbling. And anyway, so picture the nine tails throughout this whole story. You know, nice white fur with red eyes and nine tails, and she blows fire out of her mouth. So this legend has been shared for generations and generations out in South Korea. And basically, there are these spirits known as gumyos who are on an endless search to consume human flesh, human hearts, and human livers. And that's how they sustain their life. And they have one trick that seems to work without fail. So remember how I said that these spirits have magical abilities? Well, one of the things that they can do with their magic is transform themselves into whatever they want. The one surefire transformation that they choose is to take the form of a young, beautiful woman. And then they're out on the hunt for a victim to fall for their act. And then, boom, they get you. So you might be thinking, okay, Dylan, since you didn't have a clear description of what the nine-tailed fox looks like, other than a Pokemon, then maybe you have a description of what this young, beautiful woman looks like. Because maybe, just maybe, you want to avoid them because you don't want to become that boom and ultimately avoid death. But... Honestly, I wish I had one for you, but I'm sorry to say that I don't have that either. However, before you turn on me and then altogether think that maybe I didn't particularly go into detail in trying to research this cryptid, let me tell you just what I do know because I have a consolation prize. So these transformations that the spirits take, it isn't a perfect one. So legend goes that they usually take the form of a young, beautiful lady, but they still have characteristics of a fox. So they actually still have fox ears, they have paws, and then their front paws turn into hands, but the bottom paws are still fox-like. So it's kind of like a hybrid mix of the two, if that makes sense. So you'll see a beautiful lady. Like a mermaid? <laughs> like a mermaid, yeah, kind of. Well, cause she still has the ears, so that's a distinctive feature that they have. And then they'll have hands, but on their feet, it's like, fox-like. So at least we know that now. The only downside is that I feel like these gumyo spirits choose to transform into women because maybe it's easier to seem like they can hide their foxiness. <laughs> Did you get that? That was kind of a joke. Foxiness? Because they're foxy. But <laughs> I'm sorry. So that they can hide their foxiness from from people. Anyway, so like I'm saying, like if they turn into a beautiful woman, they have long hair, so maybe they could put their long hair up and then kind of cover their ears so you won't necessarily be like, well, that's weird, why is their hair up or whatever? Or they could wear a really long dress and they can cover up their feet because, you know, you can't see that if you're not looking for it. And then you're just like, wow, this lady, she's so beautiful, blah, 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 blah. So maybe that's why they choose women because it's just a better cover for them. And then it's easier for them to just trick somebody into like being able to get them, right? So, you know, long story, there's neither here nor there, but they turn to these beautiful women and they find a victim. And then what? Like, what's the next step with that? Well, actually, there's a story that I'd like to share with you all about an encounter that someone actually had with the Kumio. So the story is from a story called The Emperor's Kumio's Daughter-in-Law. So basically, the emperor, he had this son and he's on the market looking for someone to marry, someone who can help him, you know, marry and then go up and become the emperor himself. So he ends up marrying this beautiful woman. Everything seems fine, right? Going about their day and all of a sudden people start to go missing in the camp. Like all of a sudden 
the general goes missing. And then the general's son goes missing. And then some of the soldiers goes missing. And they're just thinking like, well, this is just weird. What's going on? And the emperor decides that somebody is targeting the men in their camp. And they think that maybe they have a kumyo out there. So they send out their people and they start to search and they search and they search. And they end up figuring out that the emperor's son's new wife, so the emperor's daughter-in-law, is a kumyo. And she specifically married the emperor's son so that way she can get close to a lot of people. Because, like I said, the kumyo needs to eat flesh. They need to eat the hearts. They need to eat the livers of living people. That way they can sustain their lives, right? So in this scenario and in this story, she's targeted him because she knew that she'd have a large audience to hunt from because all these people still live there. So who would ever suspect the emperor's wife for doing that, right? So that's what the whole ploy is. The whole ploy is to be able to sustain their life by feeding off of one of their victims. And this Gumiel actually did it right because she had, like I said, a large range of people to hunt from. Whereas instead of going like day by day kind of thing, like, I got to find a new victim to survive, right? But they said that the Komio actually likes to target humans because the hearts that they are able to eat from them, besides sustaining their life, gives them more power. And it gives them somebody else that they could potentially transform into. So there was another story about this fox-like creature that was gnawing at, like, the skull of a dead person. And this farmer comes up and he's like the heck is that thing so he goes to grab his gun but the creature runs away and as it's running away it transforms into an old lady so he's following the creature he's following this kumio because he's figured out like hey i know this trickster i know what they're trying to do but he follows him into this house where these people live and he's like knocks on the door and then like the kids answer and they're like yeah what's going on and they're like did the old lady walk in here and then they're like yes it did like, yes <laughs> yes it did they're like yes she did and then it's like oh well she's like like who is that lady and they're like oh it's my grandma and they're like it's not your grandma everyone get out of the house so he evacuates the house and then the old lady comes up and she goes what are you doing i'm an old lady i live here this is my grandchildren i mean maybe she didn't say it like that but she could have so <laughs> so she like takes him out of the house and they and he ends up convincing the kids that she's a kumio so then the kumio has to show her true appearance to them but basically what i'm saying is like with that skull, the kumio was gnawing at the skull, so it gave her the ability to transform into that lady kind of thing. So that's why they eat the hearts and the livers, because it gives them more power and a bigger connection to the soul. Now, another thing that a kumio can do is they actually have beads that they wear. And so sometimes when they're portraying these beautiful young ladies, they go up to men, whatever, blah, 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 blah. They try to kiss you with them. And so, like, if they're able to kiss you and then hold, like, the bead up in a certain way, they're able to take the soul out of your body with that. However, if you sense that it's kumyo, because obviously maybe some people know about this legend more than others, if they sense that this is a kumyo, if you swallow the bead that they're trying to kiss you with, then you actually get powers. Not necessarily to turn into a kumyo yourself, but you get the knowledge that that kumyo has. So kumyos... How something becomes a kumyo is basically they're saying that if a fox can live over a thousand years, which I don't know how this theory came up to be what it was, but the one surefire way for a kumyo to become a kumyo is if a fox can live over a thousand years, then they're transformed into a kumyo. And then after that, it's up to them to be able to sustain their life. And so some kumyo's goal is to continue to eat, to feed off of humans. So they eat the hearts, they eat the livers gain knowledge, live for a long, long, long time. But other kumyos, 
you know, they don't like the fact that they were transformed from a fox into a kumio. So they want to not eat any humans. They don't want to kill anybody. So they say if for some reason a kumio doesn't ingest human flesh, human hearts, or human livers for over a thousand days, then they're actually transformed into a human. And then they get to finish out a regular human life kind of thing. Kaden, did you want to add something? Yeah. What did you want to say? <laughs> um, from my experience of this Kumiho story, I think I've been told this story when some guy was like, there's a, so much attractive girl out mm -hmm. there, and then he's so blind because she's so attractive, and he goes like being some foolish stuff. And when you do that, people kind of try to warn you, like, she could be a Gumiho, you know? Like, that's when I hear it. I, I think the story came up with when in the back in the days, it's kind of a old traditional a male centered society. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to warn some girls that who is trying to like, like worm their way into like your life and like what you can offer them. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So it's to, to warn you about like, oh, there's a, some girl who is attractive, but they, they're t trying to take, take everything away from you. Well, that's interesting because actually what I was going to say was like, so in South Korea, it's known as the Kumiho, the nine-tailed fox spirit. Mm -hmm. But there's also those in Japan mm -hmm. and also in China with mm -hmm. the same theory. Basically, mm -hmm. there's a spirit out there with nine tails, fox-like. Mm -hmm. But the difference between the two and the reason why um, I was bringing this up is because, so in South Korea, they're saying the Kumiho is something that's more malevolent, something more vicious and evil because this cryptid, this creature, the spirit, needs to eat human hearts and like human flesh. But in the other countries, they don't need to. They're just tricksters. They're just pranksters who want to come up and they want to just like be a little mischievous. And I don't know, when I think of a fox, I always think of something that's just like, like sneaky and sly, mm -hmm. but not something like dangerous, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And so they're saying that the reason why the Kumio so the nine-tailed fox in South Korea is more dangerous is because like at the time Japan and Korea were at war for a while back in the day mm -hmm. and so they're saying that people started to associate like the legend and this story with Japan and then they were thinking like well they're kind of evil for coming in and attacking us and claiming land and whatever and I don't want to get political but just a little bit so they're saying that maybe the legend was actually born in Japan and then maybe it turned evil because of the relationship that was forge between the two that's interesting point of view and then another story is that they're saying like back in the day in like the rural areas where they used to have like a lot of farmland that foxes would like come through and like raid like the hen houses and stuff like that so they're just saying like it gives a good scapegoat for like young beautiful women who can come in and then like like you said take a man away from his whole home or like change like the family dynamic because a young beautiful woman's coming in. Mm -hmm. So they're saying like enemies come in through like a shroud of a disguise and then are able to upturn someone's whole life, oh. which is basically is what a kumio does. And that's what you're saying, like that's what Japan does? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, but what I'm saying is like, that's how a legend that is so similar between three different countries oh. could come in and become a more malevolent creature. So there are just some distinctive features between each of the nine-tailed foxes between the three different countries. And so the one in um, you know, Japan, that one's able to have their tails up all the time. Or like when they become their full-on nine-tailed spirit, 
they don't get all nine tails at once. They earn them as they come along. Whereas in the South Korean version, they're already like brought up with all their powers, all their tails and everything. And then they have to eat human flesh, eat human hearts and eat human livers to sustain their life. And so that's how they come up with those tricks about being a beautiful young lady. And there are stories about them being a man as well or turning into different creatures. They're able to do whatever they need to do in order to survive. Mm -hmm. And they'll be willing to do that. They don't mind it. And so that's the legend that is the kumyo. That's the legend that is this nine-tailed fox spirit that lives out in South Korea. And so I wish I had a better description to share with you all, except for the nine tails that's found in Pokemon, which is Japanese at that. So it's this whole thing, you know, you don't have to listen to the nine tails version, but that is what I'm picturing and imagining. And then when it turns into this young, beautiful woman, they have to hide the different fox-like features that they have in order to get the next prey and their next victim. So <laughs> I'm not saying that you need to go around and be fearful when you're hanging around South Korea. And I'm not saying that maybe every young, beautiful woman that you run into out there is a kumyo. But if they have their hair up and they're wearing a long dress, you might want to ask them, <laughs> excuse me, do you mind taking your hair down for a second? Or like, hey, why don't we go get in the pool or something like that? You know, just to make sure. Because they're saying like, at the last possible minute is when you figure out a kumyo is a kumyo because it's at the process of getting undressed, you know, that you notice like, wait a second, that's not regular feet or wait a second, those are definitely ears there. And so when it gets to that point, it's kind of a little too late to try to stop them from doing what they're going to do. And then I feel sorry for you. So anyway, <laughs> this is the end of, um, our first international South Korean campfire adventure story. It's kind of short, but basically there's a nine-tailed spirit creature out there that's known as a kumyo, and they'll do whatever they can so they can eat human flesh, eat a human heart, or eat a human liver. What did you think, Kaden? Well, yeah, when I was growing up, I heard about this story many times, and even growing up, like, when you see, uh, like, some evil girl, like, who is so, so attractive, try to... You know, they, they try to warn you or they, they, these people who say about this Kumiho, mm -hmm. they were so jealous about that, that you're dating with some like, oh, too, you too have beautiful like, girl. Uh -huh. Then, oh, you, that she could be an evil, like a Kumiho. They're like, how did you get her? Yeah, that she's that makes gumiho. sense. She's going to ruin you, you know, she's going to mm -hmm. ruin you. So you have to be careful. You have to break up with her before she eats you up. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's basically where it came from. Like, it, it, at least that's what I experienced. That's interesting. That's funny that you're saying, like, I mean, I know that, like, we talk about cryptids on this podcast and stuff like that, but it's interesting to hear that people, especially this story, like, I was looking for something cool and I saw Nine-Tailed Fox and I was like, that's cool. But it was just funny to hear that people actually talk about that legend out there. So that's cool. Yeah, we still do. They People people in Korea would understand what you're talking about. Um, it's in general speaking, they, they, they speak about Kumiho as, like, some kind of a saying old saying i like it yeah well that is the episode that we have for you today and then as we promised i wanted to tell you a little bit about our south korean adventure so it's actually been a couple years since i was in south korea mm -hmm. but um so kaden and i met out here in college i went to laos to go do my internship out there he went back home to south korea mm -hmm. and he and his family were nice enough to let me come out for a visit and uh, we did some really crazy cool things. And I'm going to post a lot of pictures of obviously the story on our website, but also of our adventures in South Korea, because 
you don't know that we did that. But do you want to tell us some of the things that we did in South Korea? Yeah. I I wish I had more time at the time you were visiting me, but I was doing something else. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry about that. But that's great. But at least like we get to go uh, to the prison, old prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we actually go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. I say we actually. So I feel like I have this mentality of being American, where I'm like I'm American, I could do what I want to do. Obviously, I know that that's not a hundred percent true, but I mean the confidence is behind that statement. So. We were wandering around one day, just going around South Korea. We were in Seoul, and there's this prison, which is like, I don't know, like a monument now, like a national landmark for like all these activists back in the day who fought for Korean people's rights, right? Mm -hmm. And so we walked by the prison, and I don't know what came over me, but I was like, we should break into the prison. And then he's like, what? No, we'll go to jail. And I'm like, whatever. And I don't know where that came from, but it was just like, whatever, let's go into the prison. And so we ended up hopping over this fence and jumping into prison, wandering around the prison at night. <laughs> we took pictures yeah. and had a good time, and he was cracking up. I mean, he was just like, we should not be here. Yeah. So then the next day, I went by myself and I went to the prison in the daytime. And he's like, how does that make sense, returning to the scene of the crime? But I did it. And it was actually really cool. And I mean, I'll forever always know that I broke into a Korean prison. <laughs> <laughs> and we did so many other things. Like, he taught me how to ride on the subway, remember? Mm -hmm. Like, there's that whole subway thing. Mm -hmm. Went to the, um, what is it? The... What did, was the, the Olympic, the Olympic yeah, Olympic Stadium. And then I also went to the World Cup Stadium. Oh, yeah. And then traveled and we ate a whole bunch of food. We ate live octopus. Mm. We ate oh, dumplings. Yeah. Korean barbecue. Way, I don't eat that normally. Yeah, nobody. I, I had that because of you. Let me tell you, the one thing that he does eat normally was all those pig things that you were eating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like pig ear, pig liver, pig intestine stuff with pig stuff. And he's like, yeah, this is so delicious. That's basically your sausage. <laughs> and I was that was, <laughs> and I was sitting there like, uh, I'll try anything you want. You know, so I was sitting there trying the food. But we were cool. We went ca uh, into a cabin with your friends and hung out there. It was just so cool, y'all. Y'all need to go to South Korea. It was super cool. Yeah. He actually has a friend that loves South Korea so much that he ended up living there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. I like it. Well, that's the adventure that we had out there in South Korea. I'm going to post a lot of pictures of that because it was so much fun. Did some wandering by myself. I survived. So that's a cool thing. And now here we are in America, chilling in a parking lot in the middle of Convoy Street. We just ate Rocky Rocky. And we're going to go continue to get into some shenanigans so i hope you like this week's episode of campfire adventures if you know anything about the kumio <laughs> if you know anything about the kumio then go ahead and let me know or if you notice them from any animes because there is a uh, kumio in the league of legends and then in some other stuff as well then let me know but every noise you heard is because we're sitting in a car chilling outside the kumio of in league of legends that's korean it is Korean? Yeah. They, it has a Korean traditional clothes. Okay. So the hanbok? Yeah, hanbok. We wore ham the hanbok. Yeah, you, you did you try that one, right? Yeah, we did that. Table. That was so cool. Anyway, so you see all those pictures on the website. Uh, we are chilling in a parking lot. Sorry it wasn't somewhere cooler, but it is on Convoy Street, so we just say Rocky Rocky, and it was bomb. 
now we're going to go get into some more shenanigans and yeah we appreciate you all out there in podcast land thank you for listening i appreciate you even if you're just one person listening to this whole podcast three thousand times i appreciate it so thank you and then i will be back next week for another episode all right annyeong mm-hmm. <laughs> goodbye